0: At some point, we got to take responsibility of figuring the shit out.
1: Yeah. That it's like, it sucks when a bad thing happens to you like that. It's terrible. It's not your fault. But, you, but pretending it didn't happen is not the answer. You have to, like, deal with the bullshit that comes up. You have to f- get out the emotional pus, so to speak. Oh, emotional pus. It's gross. Yeah, I don't yeah, like yeah. it. Yeah. I regret saying that. I, re- I can't repeating this. Turn so into I- my I- podcast, Emotional Pus. <laughs> emotional Pus? My new EP. This is this about her sad yeah. vagina? <laughs>
0: Outside of Internet and Trolls, Jessica, thank you for being here. Uh,
1: Well, thank you for having me outside of the Internet and Trolls. Yeah. I can't wait for this to be on the Internet. And, um, and get trolled. Yay! <laughs> yeah, no, I'm excited to be here. It's taken long enough. We've been trying to, like, make this happen for... Literally years. Yeah, and
0: I and I appreciate you making the time, considering it probably took you just the same amount of time to drive here. Yes, it's.
1: we actually booked this three years ago, and I've been driving
0: here the <laughs> whole time from the other side of L.A. <laughs> yeah, thank you to Los Angeles uh, Transportation Systems.
1: Yeah, um, thanks for everyone coming back to L.A.
0: <laughs> so you, before we started, you know, I asked you a few more questions to catch up on what uh, I thought we'd talk about, and obviously it's going to be about death. Surprise. Uh, initially found you on Instagram, and you made I don't, I don't remember what the post was obviously for those who don't know her, she's a comedian and she made some post about your father which all I know is it was funny it was so long ago I don't remember and that's what drew me in <laughs> and then when she got here she mentioned there's, a, there's you've experienced a lot of death in Alaska as well that's a whole another topic that's that we may talk into um but needless to say it seems like you you've been involved in death in your life in few capacities
1: yeah there's been a lot of death i think um in my life probably starting from Early high school is when friends started. I don't want to say dropping like flies, but like dying. A a lot of friends' parents. There was a lot of suicide in Alaska too. Um, And then, um, yeah, and then I lost my dad. It's it was that was an interesting loss because it's like I lost friends that like it deeply impacted me, like good friends. But nothing really compared to none of that prepared me for losing. My father, which I was really surprised by, because me and my father weren't close. He, we like did not have a relationship for years. So I sort of maybe thought like, I don't. I don't think I thought I would be as affected as I was.
0: So when you say you didn't have a relationship, there was no contact, or just it- no,
1: not really. I mean, we had previously um, when I was eight, my dad abandoned me in a Waffle House there's I have a bit about it so maybe that's what you saw huh I know sad I'm honestly more of a pancake person there you go um and it's a whole thing I go i mean well there's so much to make fun of with Waffle House and being left at one um and my parents ended up getting divorced and then uh we at the time lived in southern Mississippi and my mom drove us to Alaska my dad went. we're all dad's go Florida And so there was still contact. Like before we moved, it was like one week in a month he'd come and we'd like stay at some shitty hotel. And I'd be like, there's a pool. Are we rich? Uh, (laughs) La Quinta. Uh, (laughs) What a small, like when you're poor, what a low bar for what's fancy. Uh, I was like, oh my God, the Olive Garden?
0: There's breadsticks though, okay.
1: All I can eat, Um, I will. And uh, then once we moved to Alaska, it was like, in the summertime i'd like fly to see him for a couple weeks sometimes i think maybe i went twice then i ended up going to college in florida and i would drive over to his house he was like 2 hours away from where i went to school and have dinner like every like once a month you know like i was i wanted to be closer to my dad uh and then my senior year of college he just moved to texas and didn't have the same phone number and that was kind of it.
0: <laughs> what were the what was the dynamic like when you did meet? Did it feel obligatory, or was it was it flowing? Like it kind.
1: Of, What's well, weird is that like it kind of felt flowing. I had to do a lot of like uh, there was a lot of like acceptance work I had to do way later in life. Like things dawned on me that it was like maybe he didn't really want to be uh, like an active father, or it took like I had a lot of like blame. Targeted at my mom because I'm like oh you know which let's be honest when parents get divorced it's everyone except the kid's fault <laughs> it's always the mom no um it was just like because uh, I was before my I guess family dynamic completely fell apart and went to shit I was a daddy's girl so like that was the weirdest part for me is that like I was like my dad's my best friend I go to my dad for things you know I think everyone maybe this is not real but in my mind everyone has like. A favorite parent? I don't want to say favorite parent, but as a kid, a parent that you're like, well, I can go to them, and they're not going to be as harsh or like.
0: Yeah, but you only got two choices unless you're Mormon. Yeah,
1: but also not everyone has like a mom with borderline personality disorder, so maybe that's not true. <laughs> uh, so
0: does that mean you have multiple moms?
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, you never know which mom you're going to get. Truly,
0: <laughs> but for real, that's your mom.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know. So it was very. My dad was the safer bet. That I was like, he's consistent. I know what I'll get from my dad. With my mom, it's a real roll of the dice. So I think that you know. I always wanted to nurture that relationship. And I don't think he was, like, against it. I just think, until he died, I was sort of, like, went through a, well, fuck him, after we felt, like, after he, like, disappeared. But then, yeah, it was just, like, it was just a weird— He did drugs, and I think he was moving around, probably somehow had something to do with that. Because he, at the time— was paying for my insurance when I was in college, my car insurance. And I got a call a few months later, like after I hadn't heard from him, from an insurance company. And they're like, hey, your insurance hasn't been paid. And I was like, oh, oops. Which was my plan all along to just be like, I'll just ride this out. Uh <laughs> And I was like, well, I can take it over. But then they asked me about some car that they're like, and do you know what happened like with the BMW? And I was like, the BMW, like they they had like a CRV, Honda. So I was like, I don't know what the fuck they were getting mixed up in. I just know that like one of the last times I hung out with my dad was at my stepbrother's wedding in Arkansas, getting married in the back of the traileriest trailer you've ever seen. And my dad was 100% on meth. And I was like, oh, oh. He's like, well, it, well, it's a celebration. And I'm like, we sure celebrate differently.
0: A little bit.
1: Um, so yeah, Damn. there was just this like gap of, God, I guess like close to like over a decade of nothing. I had one phone call with him in like 2012. And it wasn't even with him. It was my older brother, also a drug addict. That happens sometimes. I guess, had moved from Alaska to live with my dad. Um, Like, he had reconnected with him. He also hadn't talked to him in a few years. What we were told is to get out of Alaska because he needed to clean up. Like, he was trying to, like, get clean and couldn't do it because he was surrounded by— There's a lot of— There's a big drug problem in Alaska, and all his friends were in it, etc. And my older brother's best friend was murdered because of a drug Deal situation. And my older brother, like, wasn't on Facebook at the time. I didn't know how to get a hold of him, but I was like, well, someone has to tell him. And my mom just gave me a phone number. She's like, well, try this phone number. And I was like, oh, is that his phone number? She's like, that yeah, you should be able to reach him there. This is crazy. <laughs> and I'm saying it out loud. I'm like, this is what an insane way to deliver that phone number. I call it and my dad answers.
0: Okay, and?
1: And I'm like shocked because I haven't, at that point, this was 2012. So it maybe been like three years since I last saw my dad or talked to him. And in a panic, I just was like, hi, can I speak to Thomas, please? Because I didn't know what to do. And then, and this hurt. He goes, hey, Tom, there's some lady on the phone for you. And then I heard my brother go, there's a lady on your phone for me. Is it my sister, your daughter? And my dad goes, I think I would recognize the voice of my own daughter. And I was like, okay. And then I told my brother, and that's the last time I talked to my dad.
0: (laughs) The last time.
1: That's the last time I didn't, I was just like, oh, okay. But then he started following my Facebook fan page. (laughs) Or tried to. And what year is this about? In, like, 2018.
0: And he passed 2020.
1: 2020, yeah. And so when I saw that he followed my Facebook fan page, I blocked him from following it. Okay. (laughs) Because I was, like, at this point, I was so angry at, like, my dad just disappearing. I had, like— probably in 2013, 2014, started talking about it on stage, started making jokes about it. And, like, I think that was cathartic for me, but I also think there's a lot to, like, when you're repeating a story, even if you're, like, doing jokes about it, they say that when you retell something, your body, like, re-experiences it as if it's happening. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a big, I don't know, there's, like, some sort of psychological tie to it. And, um, like, the more I talked about it, the more I would think about it, the more I just sort of went down this path of, like, dude, fuck you. Uh, That's where my brain went. Um, It was just like, fuck this guy. Who does that? What a piece of shit. Um, And then, of course, when he starts following my fan page, I was like, you don't get to just, like, quietly watch my life that I've built without you. You know, just this pride bullshit. And then I think earlier in 2020, he— sent me a friend request on my actual Facebook What page. is going on? Yeah. And then, like, I talked to my therapist about it, and she's like, well, what are you going to do? And I was like, I think I'm going to ignore it. Like, he didn't send a message. He didn't say anything. It's weird.
0: Yeah, it's, it's very bizarre. Like,
1: I don't want to just accept your friend request and see your <laughs> conspiracy memes.
0: And, like, <laughs> is that what he's posting?
1: Oh, yeah. It's... You know, to anyone posting crazy things on Facebook. You should know that when you die, that's what people see. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's... Like, I wouldn't want people to see my room messy when yeah. I... oh, Like, if I died suddenly and I haven't cleaned it, and then people are just like, they're trying to... The masks! They're trying to make us all be Muslims or whatever. And you're like, what are you fucking
0: doing? Yeah, it's just not going away.
1: No. And, like, I now realize because I got... So that was probably early summer of 2020. And I was, I was like, dude, fuck you. But I didn't, I also didn't decline it. I just didn't accept it. Mm-hmm. And I felt weird about it. And come to find out in November or end of October when I got a phone call, I think it was November, it was November from like a cousin who I still stayed in contact. It was like the one person on my dad's family that. I still stayed in contact with, kind of. I, like, she had come to a show one time in North Carolina, and she just was, like, this older cousin when I was a kid who, when we'd visit her family, she'd take us, like, they lived in Orlando, so she was in her 20s, and she'd take me and my brother to, like, theme parks and was just the cool cousin. And I got a call from her, and she's like, hey. I mean, as soon as I saw she was calling, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. This cannot be good. (laughs) We don't talk on the phone. Uh, And she's like, hey, um— Your dad is in the hospital, um, and he went in because he was he he like went in for sort of like a checkup because he was having trouble like breathing, and they had had to like intubate him. Um, Wow! Yeah, I guess like what happened was he had had a blood clot in his possibly in his leg and then it like split and then went into his lungs. So he has had blood clots in his lungs. And my dad already had COPD, which is um chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, which is like a smoker's, it's like yeah. early, it's like the thing before emphysema. It's progressive. It's a death sentence. Um, and I didn't know that. I didn't know that he'd had that. I didn't know how bad it was. But I guess like it was, ex- you know, he could barely, like, walk across a room. And my dad was also a very large man. He was, like—he'd always been a big guy. Like, he retired from the military when I was pretty young, and he had a back injury. And I think that just, like, that—he just, like, put on weight and, like, couldn't yeah. shake it off or That's whatever. going to help anything. No. And so, like, you know, obesity, smoking, blood clot. It's just a,
0: you know— Facebook request. Yeah
1: ignored. <laughs> yeah, I regret it, but I'm coping by pretending that I can make a bit about it. <laughs> um, So she's like, I just, you know, want to let you know, because her dad, my uncle Jim, she's like, you know, he kind of went through the same thing earlier this year and passed away. And so, you know, I, you know, do whatever you want to do. I know that you don't really have much of a relationship with him anymore, but I can give you Your stepmom's phone number and the hospital information if you, you know, want to go there. And he was in Florida at the time, but you could go in the hospital in Florida in November of 2020 because it was Florida. So I just booked a flight. I was like, okay.
0: How did that make you feel with that decision process of do I want to see him or not?
1: I mean, I think I was just like, well, that's what you do, right? Like, I think I was kind of like, I guess I'll do that. And then like, oh, no. I'm not going to cry, am I? Already?
0: Ugh. It's okay. It's okay.
1: Well, I think it's one of those things where, like, I can only speak for myself, but, like, having such a weird past relationship with your, like, I think anyone who has had an estranged parent, you go, like, what's worse? Like, them trying to come back when you're, like, uh, they finally show up back in your life when you're, like, starting to succeed or them never coming back. And I think, um, having, you know, at some point had a good relationship with him, which I had buried, like I forgot how much I like loved my dad. Cause I was so angry. I think, you know, there's always that like deep subconscious hope that like maybe one day we'll like
0: make amends and it'll be better. I mean, you had, that's the thing you had that you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's like you said, you can parent, father wasn't there, came back, all that stuff. But it is interesting to hear the full story and dynamic that you had that love from, and you felt like, you know, you were his biggest fan, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then for it to be, you had like a taste of it. Yeah. You know what Did I mean?
1: That I go, and I, like, I firmly believe any any child is better with a two-parent household. But, I, you know, and it you know it's apples to oranges on never having the parent versus having it. But like, it, it, so it's easy for me to say, I almost wish <clears> I <I'd> never <throat> had it. Cause then there isn't like the pain to miss something, but I'm it, sure anyone, anyway, yeah. I'm sure everyone's missing. It. Like, you know, it fucks you up either way. For sure. But um, I just, I booked a flight for like the very next flight available to Florida. And I flew into Tampa cause I have aunts on my mom's side that live there. And they're like, you can just take our car and drive and whatever. And um, I drove to the hospital and, um, of course now I have a bit about it, and this is not true. But I'll be like, I walked in, I, I walked in carrying a plate of waffles, and I was like, well, <laughs> well, well. well. Um, I wonder
0: if it would have been more, more, uh, more of a punch if you actually brought the pancakes. This is
1: I like, know, I'm not kidding. Um, I did like meet up with my stepmom at some point. She's like, if you want to grab food or something and just talk, she's like, I know it's awkward, but I, you know, we obviously like have always loved you, and I, you know, I know things got. Weird, hmm. but you know, I'm here to support you through this. And we, you know, it's a tough time for everyone. And we met at an IHOP Uh-oh. next to the
0: is that better? hospital. And I'm
1: like, yeah, I think it is. I mean, it's just a coincidence in terms of anything, but I was like, it never ends.
0: Um, I need a sponsorship for this episode. I don't know if it's going to be IHOP and Waffle House. <laughs>
1: I know, right? It's like, can we just go to Denny's? <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> I want a grand slam. Mama. Yeah, please. <laughs> and I get to the hospital. And the, you know, I'm like checking in because they did have like you could only two people could go in and see someone per day. It was like they had a list and there was a check-in, um, you know, to just minimize people coming in and out because it was, there was a separate floor for COVID and he didn't have COVID. But they're, you know, doing the Florida level of you're precautions. In the, you're in the heat of
0: it too, November 2020. Yeah,
1: is- that's, I mean, peak. I, I can't believe he didn't also have COVID. Right. It, who I know he was, and living in Florida where everyone else was also not wearing masks and all those things. The nurse was like, so he's intubated and, uh, you know, anyone who's intubated is on sedatives. You can't talk with um, any, like, uh, with a ventilator in. It's because it's the whole thing down your throat. Um, they're like, you know, in, in theory, like if someone's awake, they can Respond with like nods and yes and no questions They're, but he um, has he's not awake he hasn't been awake in days he's probably not going to wake up but research shows that people in those states can still hear what's going on in a room so she's like so if you want to talk to him that's okay and I was like well I plot a speech <laughs> 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 no, but I was like, oh, you know, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be awkward as fuck.
0: Yeah, I'm like, great. I'm walking in to see this man I haven't seen in God knows how long. But did, before going in there, did you have intention of having an opportunity to speak to him? Are you?
1: I know? I don't think I was. I don't think I knew. I think I realized in that moment that I was like, oh, I guess there was a part of me that was hoping this would be the time we could like squash it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So where was did your head? Like, because when I first asked you decision of, do you want to go? Like, are you just going through the motions thinking this is what you had to do? Or are you going there with some kind of idea of closure or sadness or frustration? What were-
1: I mean, I think my initial, I hate to say that my initial reaction was just like, well, that's what you do. Right. And then I was like, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna, if he dies and I don't go, uh, so I thought th- I'd be funnier.
0: So the thought of regret?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm gonna wonder, like, what if, what if we could have had one moment where there was just closure? or I, like, love, I mean,
0: I love that you went. I Personally, this is my thought.
1: I'm in, but I was like, you know, it just... And I also had the moment of like, why... Why did I wait till now to like try to be the bigger person? Why didn't I just accept a stupid friend request and be like, how you been? Yeah. Hey, you? Dad, question mark? Like... So it was just sort of like oh, like you just always think you're going to have more time you know yeah. and uh, which is weird to think that with someone you also never talk to <laughs> but
0: yeah but these seem not these just makes sense these thoughts you're having right yeah
1: and it's just like I think you know it's it's like a weird dichotomy of like part of my brain has like decided he's just never around and almost doesn't exist and then the other part is like but there's, like, still, he's always there's always going to be an opportunity to figure it out, you know? One of those weird old dad moments where, like, hey, you fucked up. I'm sorry. Or whatever, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I was like, I guess I'm just going to go talk to an intubated man I haven't spoken to in over a decade. <laughs> Here we go. Woo! You know? And I walk in the room, and the first thing, like— I notice, it, well, I mean, the first thing I notice is his nutsack, because the fucking— Like, literally? Yeah, I mean, he's in a hospital gown. He's a big guy. Can we just— I Like, why are we still calling them hospital gowns? I just— It's a napkin. And I'm we don't have, like, an extra large. We couldn't, have, like, put a little blankie over this.
0: Uh, for some reason, like, the specific call out of nutsack yeah. is getting me right
1: now. Yeah, well, it's just like, <laughs> woo! And he's, like, such a big guy that it's almost, like, you know, at the right angle, you wouldn't even be able to see his head behind his, like, big belly or whatever. And I'm like, we couldn't, uh, we don't have hospital pants.
0: We could slide up. And- I'm, I'm curious. What's your reaction? Do you just take a path that so you don't see it, or do you cover it? I, I
1: mean, it, once I realized that, when come, I'm i just, like, turn and go, it was just sort of like, wow, that's right at the entrance. That's, <laughs> uh, and it's hooked up to some machine because his kidneys are all fucked up because it's all connected and whatever. And he had gray hair and he didn't – fuck. Mm. I don't want to cry because I put on way too much makeup and I already spilled water on the drive over on half my face. So it just dripped off. But, take a second if you need. I mean, whatever. I cry all the time. Who am I kidding?
0: I don't know who you're kidding. You're a comedian, uh, Yeah. yeah. I know who I'm not kidding cuz he's dead. Well, <laughs> excuse <got> me. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry for that one. Okay. Th- that, I mean the dynamic of everything you just said like, like that really hit me when you said he had gray hair.
1: Cuz he didn't have gray hair.
0: Yeah, that's that's a that's a very powerful observation. It's very meaningful. Yeah,
1: that was like oh shit. Like he is an old man. A very large old man. So large. Uh, I was like those god bless these nurses who have to fucking turn him every whatever so he does not get bed sores. Literally they had like a team of people. <laughs> They're fucking angels. I mean truly. Heavy weight angels. Just power lifters.
0: So so do you speak to him?
1: Well this is what's crazy. There's a nurse just checking all the bags and like moving stuff around by the like front of the bed and I I looked at him and I went Hey dad. And he woke up. Conscious. Like he woke up. Wow. And he like looked over at me. And he's like, no. No, I'm just kidding. Ah, uh, no, but he did. He woke up, and the nurse was like, Oh, oh, you're awake. Good morning. You know, just being very nurse-like. And he she's like, Well, he he must he must be excited to see you. Uh, cuz she, obviously she's been running in and out the man's just in a comb, fucking you know and he just like looked at me and and then i was like and he kind of like had teary eyes but also it's like you have a thing you like, know, i don't know what's mm. how much is like you know um and i was like do you do you know who i am and he like nodded his head and i was like okay um and then i like walked up to him, and the nurse was just, like, "Oh, this is great! Oh, it's so gl- and it's so good that you're here." Uh, and I was like, "Okay."
0: And she has no idea that no idea. Right
1: here. I'm just his daughter. Like, you know, she doesn't know. Mm. You know, as far as she knows, it's just of course his daughter would be here. You know, and um, and I like walk on the side of the bed, and I he like, like, because she was kind of on one side, so I went to like stand on the other, and he like followed me with his eyes, and um, he sort of started it felt like he's like started to choke on the machine and um which was really kind of uncomfortable to watch and she's like the nurse is like hey John you know you you're on a ventilator right now because you you're having some trouble with your lungs so you're not able to talk. So they had to kinda of like because you're so like dazed, I guess they have to keep like reminding you that like what's going on and like that'll happen if he's like trying to talk. And so I just kind of like held his hand and I was like, hey it's it's okay. Like Like, I just was like, everything's okay. And then I said, I'm sorry. And I was like, God damn it. (laughs) But, like, I am. But I was just like, and he just, like, nodded his head. And, like, and I was like, "Can can I give you a hug? And he, like, nodded his head and I gave him a hug. And, like, I don't know, I, like, came back up and I just sort of, like, was having this very awkward, like, like, one-way conversation, sort of, of just being, like, uh, like, I I was just sort of, like, dumping my forgiveness on him, honestly. Mm-hmm. I was just, like, hey, sorry, you know, like, everything's okay. Like, I, I know that, like, things have been weird, but, like, I'm here and I love you. And, like, it's, every everything's okay. Like,
0: to frustrate you in many ways that you gotta you be the one to say sorry?
1: No, it was just like I can't remember the exact back and forth, but like I got the sense from whatever we were saying that like he was also trying to be like, I'm sorry, you know?
0: Like that that's I mean, you were there and it's your story, but the way you told it, it I felt as if I want if his nod was him saying sorry. Yeah. Is that what you felt?
1: Yeah. And, like, he was really teary-eyed. And God damn, like, if you had told me to, like, like, describe what my grandparents looked like, like his parents, before this, I would have been like, "Eh, they were old people. My grandpa was kind of thin. My grandma was, like, a little heavy set woman with... A fake bun of hair and the sweetest person on earth, and my grandpa would just sometimes disown people and go quiet. <laughs> uh, he was a war veteran. Well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> that was, that's what he, he's just like, "You're out of my life," and then just disappear. But like, uh, which you know, when you think about the fact that that's his father, but like, I just like he looked so much like my grandparents in that moment. Like I was like, those are my those are like my grandpa's eyes. Yeah, like it's strange. Yeah. your just- tissue. Maybe, yeah, 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 so I don't fucking a, snot all over your... Tissue
0: pause. Or well, you can use the mic as a tissue. I don't give a shit.
1: I just snot rocket. That's funny. <laughs> tissue. That's very... You should be sponsored by a tissue company. I've said that is like, why isn't Kleenex...
0: I, said, I had an interview with a girl in New York one time, and she, and she was crying, and I... Uh, I, wipe I was like, Kleenex, I have to get Kleenex. Why not? We're talking about yeah. like deaf people are crying.
1: I mean, th- there's no better sponsor.
0: But I feel like there'd be a pressure to make people cry.
1: I feel like... Which I don't mind. You don't have to apply that much pressure, I think. I guess. Um,
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Kleenex. Anyway, um, uh, we're, right now we're using down, Charmin. Like, <laughs>
1: <was just> Dude, <laughs> I have an emotional support toilet paper roll they,
0: like, near me at all times because I'm so emotional. Um, so where were we?
1: Is it dead, dad, whatever? You, what, your you grandpa,
0: know, the war veteran. Um, seeing the eyes of your grandfather.
1: Yeah, it was just crazy. And, um, he sort of like stayed awake for a while, like nodding with me and like talking. And like he would he would nod off a little and like fall asleep. And I just I hung out all day. Like I just sat there and just and when he'd wake up, I'd like like get up and how how you doing? You're you know just so I started repeating like the nursing of like you're in the hospital, but everything's okay. Which must have been like a mind fuck for him. For like what about you? Yeah, I mean I mean I was just like. Damn, my dad is
0: dying. Okay, so that's that's a point that I want to kind of like tap into. So, what was that process where you're sitting there? What are you working through your brain right now? Are you do you feel sad? Are you grieving? Are you I crying? I felt
1: sad, and then I was also <laughs> like, yeah, I think I like headed out to this trip. Like, well, I guess my dad's gonna die, and then I was like, we had that moment, and I was like, I was like, oh, maybe, maybe he won't die. Like, maybe. He, Maybe he'll recover, and the nurse, the they kind of came in and they're like, okay, well his lungs are like this, and like, um, it's causing his kidney to fail. So in order to like, f- they basically, I mean, like, I could go on a rant about how it's like, wow, what a medical, uh, team. But like when the doc, well the doctors and the nurses are like, you know, it's kind of up to him. And I'm like,
0: what? Wait, what's up to him to pay like, to-
1: like he's got to like you know, his body just has to get better. So it's like, he's it like, they may they basically were like, you know, he's got to want to live. And I'm like, that's, that's your medical. The, that's what you can do medically is tell me that he's got to want it. And also it was at like a St. Joseph's hospital. And I am now remembering that I wanted to do a bit about like, but I never did just about how like, yeah, I don't want my loved ones in a hospital where the main form of care is prayer (laughs) like it's like that's good pray I good I don't I don't not believe in that but it's like I want science Mm -hmm. I don't want I don't want God's love plugged into my arm I want the fucking whatever juice I need to come back but like I he like woke up and I was like you know your, your lungs aren't doing good and you know your kidney is is not doing great, but his when I as I was there, like his oxygen numbers started going back up, and like he's like he, they're like this is good. His he's like getting better. Like his oxygen is, they're like this is the best it's been in
0: days. Was he conscious before he walked? Like, I know he, when he became conscious when you were there. Did he have moments of consciousness prior to that?
1: They said that he had been pretty much fully unconscious for like the past two days. And they just—and because this stuff is just, like, slowly declining, they kind of were like, he's not—he's probably not coming back. It's and then you came there, slow,
0: and it got boosted up. Yeah. So does that give you any
1: kind of— I'm God? Uh, yeah. I mean, no, I- I'm kidding.
0: I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying back to—okay, so when they were saying—like, I understand the, the thought of, like, when like, how would a medical uh, community say he has to want it.
1: Yeah, but then I—I I mean, you hear those stories of people, like, coming back from things that, like— stage four this or like, we definitely like the doctors didn't think I'd make a recovery. I was medically dead on the table. And like, and it's like, you know, maybe I wouldn't have thought that like me not being in anyone's life, which could have an impact like that. But you know, they say things like that and you go like, oh, maybe like, maybe this is a weight lifted off his heart. And I, like, I mean,
0: I would – unless he's a zombie, I would have a hard time thinking you – even if, if back to their studies saying he's – clearly he was acknowledging what you were saying. Yeah. He had to have had some kind of weight on his shoulders probably for his whole life, let alone in his deathbed.
1: Yeah. And then it's like to be like – I also can now – like I had way more empathy and understanding for like his position as a, you know, a human, even though, you know, I maintain he made fucked up choices – it's not, you know, it's easy to say that was fucked up. But also people make choices that they think are the right choice at the right time that like, and I understand being like, actually, maybe I'm such a fuck up. It's better for me to not be in someone's life. that someone just happened to be his kids, which I don't think is ever the right move. Mm-hmm. But, like, I also like found empathy in that, like, wow, he must have really not felt good about himself to really feel the best choice was to be like, let me just get out of this. Let me mm-hmm. just like, it's better if I'm just gone. Which just all dumped on me after he like fully like passed away. What, these contemplations. Yeah, well, just these like realizations and all this like empathy.
0: How much? How much of that is, is the thought? Because I mean, I it that's a sh- fucking shitty situation to think that your father doesn't want to be in your life. Or yeah, maybe not. Whatever his reason was, doesn't want your can't. I don't know. But like that's gotta feel shitty on you. Thinking why doesn't he love? Because like, the love question, like, what am I not this or that?
1: Yeah, I mean it. Even though like I can, you know, I I do therapy. I'm fucking I do self work, and I can like logical, like I can logically accept that like I'm not unlovable because one man was made bad choices. That's, that's, it that's, like that's it seeps into your like. Yeah existence and it like took me a long time to realize behaviors I had in relationships were like I have severe abandonment issues and it's like oh actually I do have like terrible self-worth it's I mean it's I've worked on it exponentially but like there's moments where it still like flares up of like these like irrational like I'll have irrational fears like in relationships and it's because I'm like because of because of him and you go like it's it's very hard to make someone who hasn't experienced like that understand you. Like I've had trouble with partners where it's like, it's not their responsibility. I know it's like my triggers. I understand that it's like this is my thing and I have to work through it. But I also have to communicate that it happens, and people will take it very personally. That like, I will have a reaction of like, well, you like my my like deep brain is like they're going to leave. They're going to leave you. Everyone leaves you, hmm. and you know that it, that can be like hurtful to someone who loves you. But you're like okay, but the It's very hard to explain that to someone who has a good relationship with their dad. That You're like, do you know the guy that like you still just call to like when you have a bad day because he will love you no matter what? That guy left me in a restaurant. (laughs) Like the guy that's, the one person that's supposed to always be there wasn't there. So why should I believe this person I've just met? And it like, it's ongoing. And you never really get rid of it. You just like learn to notice it and hopefully calm yourself down before you actually like spiral and let it like, cause you to make bad decisions. So is that what you do? Yeah. Like with, like I'll have like things that trigger my abandonment. And if I'm meditating regularly and like journaling and being my like healthiest self, which spoiler alert, I am not always doing that. I can like catch it and go, okay, I know I'm being like, I'm being triggered. And just like in my brain be like, this is, I'm having a false response out of fear because of something else that happened. But like if I'm not being healthy, it's like, a minor criticism from my partner and I'm like, fight or flight, fucking freeze crazy. Like, I, I have, okay, I'm, and then I'll have like a shame spiral and like, I have to get out of here and like sob and it looks crazy.
0: Yeah, but your awareness is next level. You know what I mean? You're, you're very direct and acknowledging everything you just said. That's That's, that's gotta be... Big step comparative to where some people are. Right?
1: They don't even know that that's what's happening. Oh yeah.
0: If <clears> you <throat> I wonder if how many people actually like know and just deny and just in denial about it. Is that a part of it? Not
1: I think so because I think that like we, uh, you know, we all have egos. We don't want to see ourselves as damaged. It, 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 like our fucking ego will do backflips to be like, it was their fault. It's his fault. They did this. It takes so much work to get past that for so- most people to be like, oh, actually. This is my thing. And it's not my fault I have it, but how I react, it is my responsibility. Like, I hate people talking about like trigger words and fucking Twitter bullshit about like, you can't say that I'm triggered. And it's like, I'm sorry that you're triggered. That does suck. I took me a long time to acknowledge that was how I was like, fucking pussies walking around triggered all the time, being like, or uh, you deal with it, because we all want to be like, I'm, but you know, people, I want to believe I'm strong. I want to believe I can handle anything. And like, it didn't affect me. I'm not going to let, you know, that story, like, I'm not going to let it affect me. It's like, no, it did affect you. Yeah, And that's okay. You can like rise above it, but it's also you being triggered is nobody else's problem. Mm. You can let people know if they care about you, they can be like, let me try to avoid that. But like, that's your body telling you something about you. You need to learn how to deal with that.
0: Right, I've always that always made the most sense to me. When if you're being triggered by something, that's still something that has to be massaged out. Yeah, you need to examine what's going on. If it's ever going to be massaged out, but worked on at the least, right?
1: Yeah, that it's like yeah, that's your body's telling you something about you that you need to work on. Triggers are
0: almost a good. It's a it's, it's good. shitty how you react, but triggers are like, that's a, hey, hello, yeah. what the fuck?
1: Well, I mean, it's funny you say massage now because you think about like even getting a massage where someone will find like a knot in your body. Yes. And you're like, yeah, work on that. That's,
0: that's what it's, a trigger it's is. protruding for a reason. <laughs> it's yeah. Like it's, it's telling you what it is.
1: That's an emotional knot in your body. Yeah, that it's needs.
0: To- <laughs> it's, it's, it's interesting. When you get, it's, it is kind of just so counterintuitive productive when think about naturally me I'm I might get a trigger but at this point in my life I see a trigger and I think okay why is that triggering me? But usually we get a trigger it's like avoid, avoid, avoid don't do that I'm just not even going to think about it I don't want to be around the trigger Yeah No one wants to be triggered
1: No, well nobody because nobody wants to feel heavy hard emotions mm. It's hard and that's why it's, that's why I think men are more angry publicly than they are sad And that's why I think I was angry about my dad because those are both what is socially considered negative emotions, being sad, being angry. But it's more socially acceptable, I think, to get angry, to be pissed off. Oh, you're the pissed off guy. Than it is to just like go, actually that you like really hurt me, especially for men. Like a man going, hey, that really hurt my feelings. Gay. Like that's like, we were all fucking in the 90s, fucking bullied and toxic masculinity. And then- You know, if there's no one for you to lean on, you feel like, I have to be strong. I can't, like, admit to being hurt.
0: Especially men. Yeah. Societally in general, but men for sure. It's definitely- for sure. And then as, like, an independent
1: woman, there is that, like, thing that happens of, well, when you have abandonment issues, it affects your self-worth. It affects your belief in how people will love you. So then, like, if you see yourself as someone fundamentally un- unlovable, there's a story you're telling yourself that you're like, okay, so I'm probably going to be on my own. So, like— I can't be sad. I can't be like a pussy. I'm on my own. I can't be like, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> you know?
0: Um, I mean, All the things that happen to you are not your fault. but For sure. But it's down the, the, at some point
1: it oozes take, out of you, the effects.
0: The effects do, but I, I feel like, and when I say you, the general you, not yeah. you, but I feel like at some point. We, we <laughs> not got,
1: you, it is your not, fault. Not, not
0: you, but actually you, but no, it's you. Uh, <laughs> but like the general idea that I think at some point we got to take responsibility of figuring the shit out.
1: Yeah, that it's like, it sucks when a bad thing happens to you like that. It's terrible, it's not your fault. Mm. But, you, but pretending it didn't happen is not the answer. No. You have to like deal with the bullshit that comes up. You have to fucking get out the emotional pus, so to speak. So, how
0: did you get that emotional pus out? Is that is it therapy helped you?
1: I, th- I, I mean, I think therapy helped a little. Oh, I emotional think pus. it's gross. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah, like it. Yeah. I regret
0: saying that. I came out of repeating. Turn so to so my bad. podcast, emotional
1: pus. <laughs> emotional pus. My new EP. This is this about her sad yeah. vagina? <laughs> um <laughs> sad vagina. Tuesdays on CW. Um I think a little bit therapy helped. I honestly think my comedy, I didn't mean to become a comedian who was like a gaping wound. I just, at some point, I started talking about making jokes about things that happened to me. Mm. And like, it helped me cope. Like, being able to take something, which is why I hate when people try to censor comedy or like, you can't joke about that. It, like, yeah, that that's how that person copes with that. 100%. If you don't like a joke, that's okay. I don't listen to it. But like, for some people, taking something that's, completely fucked up and beyond your control and there is nothing you could have done to stop it or make it better. But if you can just turn it silly.
0: Especially if you've experienced it.
1: Yeah. that's the. It's like survival. That you're like, oh, I found a way to laugh at something that shouldn't be laughed at. Like my, a thing I used to do with like breakup, this is so insane, but I think somebody maybe told me to do this. But like with heartbreak or if somebody like was really mean and hurt my feelings, I used to just imagine... People that I, people that like hurt me in like really, stu- like stupid hats or like
0: like bad wigs,
1: like yeah, it's for like yeah, but you so, like making so, the thing absurd.
0: Yeah, I, I personally, that's why I love talking to comedians like yourself, is because that humor. And I'm not trying to push it on anyone, but at the end of the day, humor is such a magical coping mechanism. And I wonder if there's a balance of using humor to deflect it or even use it to like cope, or maybe both. Because you mentioned that if you you mentioned the. Uh, the psychological combination of, like, if you make a joke on stage co- and constantly say, you're bringing up those emotions. Yeah. I mean, that that makes sense, that psychosomatic connection for sure. Body, I think your subconscious mind doesn't know, sometimes doesn't know the difference of what's yeah. happening, what's not, perhaps. Yeah. But is that a good thing or a bad thing, are you saying?
1: I think it's good to know. And then I, I will say I regularly am, I do think about, like, because one of my, like, bits that does very well that I haven't really put in a special or put out anywhere that, like, people are... because I started talking openly, the feedback I would get from like industry or other comics or even audience members, like you should do more of that. Like, that's like really, I think that it will help people. And like, I think it's really unique. And so it's like, you know, you hear feedback. And because I decided to make the art, I love my life. I'm like, well, if that's what people like, I should probably do more of that. And I do think about like, should I I stop doing this bit? Am Mm -hmm. I? But also there's something to be said about because I've extended it now to include stuff about my dad's death, which is also hard. But- there are actual therapy modalities, like, I think, like, in- internal family systems. That could be the wrong one. I'm not a therapist. Where a therapist will have you, like, reenact a situation, but but this time you say the thing you wish you would have said. Or, like, mm. reframe it differently. So I think, like, making making jokes like that, where, like, actually, like, it sort of gives you, like, a different power and it helps your brain heal. Because there's something about therapists will do a thing We're like well what would you say to them now if mm-hmm. you could you know do this and being able to like say that even if it's in a joke or like being able to joke about it I think lightens
0: I get it it makes sense to, I mean this is not too woo woo but if, when you're saying something it, it's like a release of energy like you're releasing something like I don't know what the hell it yeah, is yeah you'll get it like, out it's, get, you're it's, literally getting it out
1: and yeah that's the you're real real thing. it's coming for trauma uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> coming coming
1: yeah oh, I guess yeah. I don't know <laughs> Not that I'm on stage being like, oh, yeah, that was a good one. But, like, <laughs> sometimes. Um,
0: it's a really good joke, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I think, I mean, I think it bums me out that people, because, I mean, and there are some people who maybe just cannot find something's too close for it to ev- any, in any way to be funny. Yeah, don't but I also it. think there's people who have taken on the, who have chosen the personality of... I, I follow the rule that there are things that you should not joke about. I want to identify as someone who thinks you should not joke about these things. And if that's not true to you, I think that's a disservice. I mean,
0: generally, I genuinely mean this. Like, the day I died, if there's a funeral, if my body still could be found, I hope people are making jokes. My I, 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 I,
1: I want to be dangled from strings. I want people – I want, people, I want well. it to be – I mean, like, I want, like, one last joke. You know, like, I want to just, like, lift up from the coffin.
0: But I to have yeah. a roast, to be honest.
1: Yeah, it's like, talk about – The like, remember me? Like laughing? Yeah, of course. Like, hundred percent. No, I want people on the floor. Yeah, with (laughs) me. I can't. I can't go on. Um. No, I mean, yeah, like whatever it takes for you to. It's catharsis. I mean, there's a reason. I think like humor. I think humor is healing. I think the act of laughing is a physical reaction. By and large, it's a physical reaction at the at being overjoyed at feeling understood when you're laughing at mm. something that's like fucked up or like too that's too dark that's too far. It's just like oh, I've had that thought or like oh fuck, that's I can't believe you said that or just like I felt that way, but I didn't want to.
0: Yeah, it's like an, it's, and to me, it's like sometimes just an interruption. It's just an yes. like interruption to the. Constant whatever the hell we're going through. Yeah, the gray of, cloud that you're living in. Yeah, and it's just a quick little like lightning bolt, temporary, like, it's like you know, quick sunny sky or something that brings it interrupts the moment. And I think it just redirects my brain to something that makes me laugh. Yeah, humor is subjective, obviously, but to me, of course. You know, I crack nine eleven jokes all the time, and they're not even jokes. It's honestly usually just weird statements that I find funny, but it doesn't always hit to the other person because they find a sense of it's a. Hey, it doesn't one. always
1: land much like the planes. <laughs> it- I'm
0: sorry. I'm so sorry. That, there we go yeah that was good. that's good that's fucking beautiful
1: um, well yeah no and you're like cause it was like uh, well I can't undo it
0: I know that. So let me have my little
1: corner of fucked up upness.
0: Especially if it's you doing, like I'm, I'm respectful enough to not make certain jokes around certain people. I have, I like to think I have a con- awareness enough to not do certain things. Yeah. But to me personally, humor has been a big part of my life and just dealing with anything, no matter even in certain moments. Like I, even if it's really fresh for me, it works, but not for everyone. I, oh yeah. That. But you know, it, it's just it's different for anyone. But
1: for sure, I mean, some of my best material has come from me. Talking about something terrible that just happened. Same. And probably way too soon. But well, not material, but yeah. But not, but yeah, but just like ability to laugh at things. Because this just like, I cannot believe you just said that about the thing that is. It, it shocks people too when it's your own thing that they're like, how are you
0: just joking about that? I, I don't really have a too soon button. Like, no. I, publicly, I will. I won't like to say certain things because I get it, but I'm not, but I don't, it's hard for I don't really have a too soon button. If anything, it's. Not soon enough. I need it now. Yeah, it's not soon enough. I
1: need to stop this overwhelming thing. And that's
0: that's a particular taste, I think, for some people. But I feel like it's opening up a little bit more. I I can't even even say that. I don't even know what the hell that No,
1: I mean, I think so. I mean, I think there's always going to be people who, you know, just don't want to hear jokes like that. uh, And those people are bummers.
0: (laughs) They're huge (laughs) bummers.
1: (laughs) It sucks (laughs) to be around you. But Hey. Whatever you need. Uh, no, uh, I'm kidding. I don't want you to be like, fucking, no, the backlash. No, no but like, so I also think with the inundation, I think we're going through a very big, you know, society is going through a very quick fucking up and down of transforming and hopefully everything for the better. But I think with the inundation of information and how fucking terrible, how many terrible things there are in the world, there are also good things, but the news loves to tell you about the terrible things. So you're constantly mm. hearing the horrible things. I think people are also like, no, I... I, I have to. I need this. Like, need I need things? to laugh. Oh, okay, no, I yeah. like, people are hitting a point where like, I can no longer emotionally and mentally afford to be the person who can't laugh at terrible things because I my brain can't take it's this like much. Bo- it's,
0: bo- it's like pushing the edge of insanity almost where you just, like, start going ma- manic about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm manic about it. But, again, I think laughing in general, like, outside of the whole. It's a release. It's laughing in general. Think about laughing not in a bad moment. Just laughing feels good. It so, feels so good. So why not want to feel good? good in those shitty In a bad moment. By laughing. Like la- laughing inherently is only good and makes you feel good. It's a release. You feel good. So why not apply that to anything? You, you want to just bathe in your sadness forever? I know. Laugh in a bath. I don't know. Like just whatever the hell you need to do.
1: Yeah. It just it does. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. And I don't know how we got what to we- this, but yeah, I mean, I, yeah. but I agree.
0: So how, does you, how are you today? Like what's going, how does this all apply to your grief today? I'm curious. It's hard transition because you know the whole dynamic that we just kind of discussed about your father, and then seeing him and having that somewhat closure. Do you consider a closure? I what consider a group? closure.
1: I also like he, you know, I left it, you know, closing time for visitor, visiting hours, and I was alternating visiting him with my stepmom and my stepbrother because you could only have two at a time, and like, but I was I was in the room when they unplugged him, like which. I don't really talk to my stepmom much, but I let her know. Oh, man, that was a weird. She's like, they said I couldn't be in there. I left because they said I couldn't. They said that people couldn't be in the room when they did that. And I was like, well, who got the last laugh now, bitch? I'm just kidding. No, but we were playing, like, a playlist of his favorite songs on the Spotify thing. And, like, um... Time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh Freebird, the guitar solo. Um, is the joke I make. I really thought Freebird was playing. This is crazy. Okay, so I'm like walking down and they move him, you they move you to a different area where they unplug you. It's let like, just the hospice or whatever. And um he was fully not awake, but I I like I was like s- still talking to him. Fuck.
0: It's okay.
1: Cause I like. I imagine if you're like hearing things going on and like, okay, I want to move him to here, I was like, everything's okay, dad. Like, everything's gonna be okay. It's like, what do you say to someone who's like, well, bye. (laughs) Hey, hey, I just in case you're not sure, this is the end. Like, (laughs) hey, I hope hell's not real. (laughs) Like
0: um, so what do you say?
1: But I just I and you know, they explain, you know, when we unplug someone, sometimes they stay alive and it's like a slow for up to like 48 hours they're like based on his numbers he's probably gonna have like one breath and go um and so I just was like you know everybody loves you and and I mean like the fucked up reality is like I don't know if his wife and the son that lives with her with his kids are gonna be okay but I didn't tell him that I just was like yeah they'll be I mean they'll be fine I was like I was like, you know, everything's okay. Everyone's gonna be okay. Everybody loves you, and like, I just sort of like, guess I was saying what I think I'd want to hear. Also, but, but also trying to like, have a f- like final closure. I just was like, y- you can go, like,
0: which it's not like you prepared for this. Yeah,
1: which I, I mean, who does? Yeah. You know, you just go like, you don't have to be worried about anything. That's very nice. Like, it's okay. It's yeah. Good job. Not a great job, but you did okay. You know, could have been worse. Uh, and that, you know, I, there's a song playing. as my brother also was there with me. He would like, the first day when all that happened, I was just alone, but then, you know, he got off work and would come with me. And um, yeah, I was like one breath. And then like, I, like, this is so woo-woo, but like you, I, you can, you feel an energy leave. Like I was like, I, I was like, I believe that there's something else. And it's like, I felt like something go past. And I was like, he's, and he was gone. Really? And then you're just like, well, how long do I sit here holding this man who's turning gray's hand? And then me and my, so this is crazy. I have a friend who, like, mediums when she gets drunk. She's a, she's a, she's not like, she doesn't do it professionally. I also had a medium later on my podcast uh, and I told her a story, the story about my dad and she said something that I thought was a really nice, she's like, Oh, that, she's like, you know, it's really nice that in that I, she wasn't channeling him. I was just interviewing her about being a medium, but I told her a story and she's like, you know, what's nice is that you taught your dad about forgiveness in the last moments of his life hmm. where he learned. Cause it, you know, she's like, seems like he maybe didn't know how to forgive himself. And like you gave him that. And I was like, well, I'm going to put that in my pocket and
0: carry it with me everywhere I go. But No, it's beautiful. It's real.
1: Yeah. But the drunk, so this is just like woo-woo psychic shit for anyone who like thinks that stuff's cool. But Perfect. A few months later, me and my brother, like I started writing a joke about my dad dying during the guitar solo of Freebird. And like my brother heard the joke and he's like, that's funny. He's like, but I'm pretty sure it was some other Leonard Skinner song. Like Tuesday's Gone. And I was like, no, it was this. And he's like, I don't know. I like, I feel like I remember this. And I'm like, agree to disagree. Freebird's funnier. So <laughs> it's gonna be Freebird. The whole the joke ends on him being a redneck, so Freebird it is. Um he probably wished it would have been Freebird. Mm. Who what redneck doesn't want to die to the guitar solo Freebird? It's beautiful. But my friend who is she's a comedian, she went on the road with me um for three weeks, and she's like, Oh, when I get drunk, like like She's like, it's weird. Like, spirits come in. Like, I
0: I can, like, hear people talking. Is she she drinking hard alcohol?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, or just whatever. She's like, I think I could probably do it if I really, like, tried. But I think it's just, like, all my boundaries are down.
0: I think that's why they called spirits. There's something correlation there, by the way. That's... That's probably like true. And I think I'm pretty sure I don't know the exact story, but I'm pretty sure it's something that they call it spirits. There's some there's something there. That's
1: fucking wild. That makes so much sense. And she's like, depending on like this, she was trying to explain what it's like. She's like on the side of my head that I'm like hearing things, I can tell if it's a man or a woman. And then like if it if I hear it up here, which this makes no sense to me because I don't hear these things. Same, yeah. But she's she can tell like how old they were or whatever. And I watched her do this with another person we hung out with on tour, and she like said very specific things. he's like, Oh my god, that's my cousin. Oh shit. But then later she said these things that she had tried to say before and I was like, I don't know who that is. She's like, something about an elbow. And I was like, I don't know anyone with an elbow. A man with an elbow. Um, and then I remembered that my dad had fallen off of a truck, like when I was in college, because he was wanted to become like a long haul truck driver, which just do math. You don't need to make yeah. a profession out of it. But like, and he fucking broke his elbow and I was like, oh shit, that happened to my dad. And she's like, and then I'm something about the back, like maybe the right back. And this is so funny. My friend Ryan O'Flanagan, also a comedian, was there. He's like, is it like, I'll be right back? And then he didn't come back. Is that what? <laughs> but anyways, we determined that, that she's, this is, oh, I think this is my dad. And she's like, oh my God, he's, because Ryan said, he's like, he's cracking up. Oh my God. He's like, got such positive energy. He's so jolly. And he was like, until he left. He was just like this big, like funny guy. Like, I think, I think he, like, he was like very Chris Farley, like just goofy mm-hmm. and silly and a big kid. And I do think that was part of his, like, his being like, maybe it's better for me to leave is that I do think he hit a point. I was like a hyper intelligent, kind of weird kid. And we always got along, but I think my dad was really great with little kids. And then I think maybe there was a part of him that was like, I don't really have anything else to teach him. So I guess I'll get out of here. But she was like, Oh my God, he's so proud of you. And then she was like, and he also says, and I had never told anyone this conversation that conversation I had with my brother she's he's also he's like, she said she's like, and he also said this the song is wrong,
0: no shit. And I was
1: like, what do you mean? he's like he's, she's like the song this the song for like when he died, there was a song, and you have it wrong. And I was like."
0: Should I go change my joke? What the fuck? But she knew nothing about that, right?
1: No, she had never. She might. We'd been on the road at three weeks at that point. She might have seen me do the joke, but I never said. I've. I never told anyone about that conversation with my brother because I was like, "That's the punchline. It sticks. I'm not changing it." Right. Sometimes you just tweak the facts,
0: right? Because the joke doesn't mention anything about you thinking about the song is wrong. No, right? That's specific.
1: Yeah. That's and great. I was like, "Shit! Whoa! Well, I'm not changing it." Yeah. <laughs>
0: Sorry. Dad. Sorry. <laughs> no, that, that's. I mean, th- those are one of those stories cause I've had several of those on the podcast. That it's like you know everyone asks like calls BS this or that. But from talking to you, you didn't seem like anyone that is, has any hard religious ties or any. No, agenda. I mean like I grew
1: up Catholic and yeah. then was like, well, this is obviously <laughs> wrong. It's obviously a lot of rules we made up to that's wild, finger though. kids. It seems like. <laughs> But yeah, I have just the general like I did mushrooms, and I was like, okay, well, so there's more than this, you know. Like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. my that's my religion, relatively, or whatever.
0: Relatively the same. I was raised Catholic, but I, I'm a it's a whole other conversation. I, I I've know. talked about too many times on the podcast, y'all. I'm right a, now,
1: I'm an ethnically Jewish, Catholic,
0: ethnically pussed.
1: Yeah, yeah. My emotionally and ethnically pussed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I
1: went on a rant. I'm sorry. I took five ants. Ants. It's ADHD meds. I'm uh, prescribed. They're, they're called ants. Vive ants. Oh, okay. I right. eat ants. I'm not this Vyvanse. is when you find out I'm actually <laughs> yeah, yeah. the craziest person. Yeah, no, it's uh,
0: it's all a lie. Your dad's waiting to pick you up in an Uber.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: <laughs> so, uh, before we wrap it up, I do want to ask you, how are you feeling today, three years later, through all this?
1: I feel, I feel good with. I feel good. I think it's given me a lot of closure. I have moments where I'll like, and I don't know if you have this with the moments of sadness that creep in where you're like. Get a little too nostalgic or think about it too much. I did have, like, yeah. a a dump of memories that I, ha- like, gun to my head couldn't have told you any of these memories before my dad died. And maybe, like, a few weeks later, like, in a parking lot in Ralph's, I was, like, pulling in. And I'm like, I don't know what kind of trigger that is, what what was on the radio or what. But, like, these childhood memories of, like.
0: So you said you blocked out, right? Yeah.
1: Amazing memories, and I f- started sobbing, but it like affected. I didn't realize it up to that point. I was pretty hardline and like, I don't want kids, and I couldn't tell you why. I just was like, I just don't feel like that's for me. And then I was, and then I was like, oh, it's because I had no memory of like a parent, a good parent child mm. relationship.
0: Damn, you really think about this, it's great,
1: yeah. I, well, and,
0: but then, of course, I was like,
1: oh, a little late in the game. I mean, not that late, you know, mid 30s, but I'm like, a little late in the game to be like, oh, actually, maybe I. Would want a kid, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm not gonna repair. And I'm still like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm actually open to it now. But Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, so I could repair the wound. That's not why you should have a kid either. But I just was like, oh, I, I remembered like, what a beautiful like parent-child bond looked like. Which I don't. For some reason, that was actually healing instead of, like, the resentment just goes away. That be like that. It just you just go like, okay. This was just a guy whose best was not great, but like whose is.
0: And uh, I mean, you're showing a lot of sympathy there.
1: Yeah. Or empathy. Empathy. Rather. I don't know. I, I think I'm. I think I've always been. I don't. I hate the word empath because it feels like just like.
0: So I'm an empath. It, but you feel it as opposed to – because sympathetic empaths – right. empathetic people feel – like they feel it. Yeah. I'm sympathetic, well, you just be sympathized towards it. You're like, someone.
1: oh, that I, that sounds terrible and I, I'm so sorry. Right. But like, yeah, I've always had a thing which some people – not to me specifically, but like if you like get deep into it on the internet, argue, it's like, you're not an empath. That's trauma. You have a trauma response. So you have a heightened mm. awareness of everything around you because you had like had to survive or whatever. But – yeah, no, I've I've always been able to, like, feel people's emotions. And also, it's, like, man, like, can a, and this might just be women's intuition, but, like, man, can a man, like, not lie to me in a relationship? Where it's, like, I have no evidence of the thing that I am aware is going on, but I'm 100% aware that you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing, and I can't tell you why. Wow. But, I, but like, your energy, like, you, which, that's just one small part of it where it's, like, I almost wish I didn't have that. But, like,
0: <laughs> yeah, I can feel. Can you feel the energy of a good or bad joke? Oh, I mean, everyone. Can, everyone can no, of
1: a new joke. Oh, yeah. Where uh,
0: you think it's gonna hit? or You know it's gonna hit.
1: Yeah, no, I think know. that comes with time, though.
0: I don't know why that even came up. Sorry, that is completely irrelevant.
1: No, but I mean, I'm a comedian, so, so it's, it's like completely irrelevant. Yeah, no, for sure. And now it's like sometimes I'll be a, there's things where I'm like, well, this isn't gonna hit. But I'm gonna do it anyways because yeah. I like
0: it. Uh, <laughs> but so then, now this experience, these these flash, these memories that came to you with really no explanation. This is finally saying this is healing for you. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, I feel good. I feel. um I will say, you know, I think other deaths in my past probably played into this, but, like, that death has helped me have some sort of deeper appreciation for life. And, like, I think um, it helped me be more willing to, like, be open to connection because I think I'm a person who's always been able to, like, pour out love but Mm -hmm. really not let it in and just, like, cherish small moments where, like, I think I really struggled with that before of just, like, busy hustle, grind— Eh. And distractions it's like, or no? Yeah, a little. It's like I, I'm i a workaholic and some of that is like just trying to not fucking let yeah. the demons
0: in or whatever. Idle times.
1: Yeah. But I, it's like I I take more time with like friends and I take more time to just like notice the world around me and like appreciate like how people make me feel and try to, you know, make people feel good.
0: And how – And so – this is all stuff that you've realized you want to say recently or is this a, been a process even before? I think it
1: thing? was on its way, but like a lot of that was like, I think it just sort of gave me the push from like theoretically like wanting to, you know, you go, oh, of course I want to stop and smell the roses or whatever, but who's time for roses? But now it's like, I also was 33 when my dad died and he was 66. Mm. And it it hit me really hard that I'm like, When my dad was my age, I was being born. And also, he didn't know he was
0: halfway through his life. That's a weird thought.
1: Yeah. That I was like, my dad had no idea when he was having me that this was the halfway point.
0: That's a weird thought. Which you don't think about. about. The only thing I thought about recently, my sisters are saying, because my sisters are like early 40s and my dad died when he was 46. So they were thinking, damn, we're almost the same age as my dad that's so young. But to think like- like twenty two, my dad was just got married. Twenty one, my dad got married. So it's like it's so interesting. It freaked me out. I don't know why they. Hit yeah, me. Sorry.
1: sorry. Yeah, I know. I no, I was like, sorry. I also I, said that to my boyfriend who, his dad died at this same age, and I was like, man, you're. And I didn't even think about. it I was like, man, you're like halfway. Like he like, I said that, and he's like, oh my god, and I was like, I'm sorry. It just it, it plagues me.
0: Is that why? <laughs> is that why he's your ex?
1: Uh, no, this goes? is my. This is the guy I'm dating now. Oh, but um, <laughs> sorry, dude. <laughs> My bad. And I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to send you on an existential crisis. It's just something I think about all the time. That's hilarious. Because um, you just go, oh, fuck. I mean, Brian, my dad was pretty unhealthy. Yeah. So, like, barring any, you know, unforeseen accidents, I'm probably, I think, look, have multiple psychics told me that I'm going to live to an unbearably long every psychic okay i shouldn't even say every psychic like i've been to so many but i've been to a few and all of them are like oh you're gonna get you're gonna live so long and i'm like
0: no ah that's how i feel so i was like i don't know how, get long, me I out really, here. how long i really want to go but yeah but then you go like oh fuck if this was ha- if this is halfway huh? That's, a, that's not that much time i mean I don't, I don't know what the hell is time anyway yeah this like, keeps, keeps going quicker and quicker and that is that's the only thing I do notice Oh, it seems pretty common. It's cliche, but it literally goes quicker and quicker, especially the more you got going on, the older you get. I don't know what the hell it is, but it's just, um, it just like goes. It's like, scary. It's wild. But I do have to commend you on, you're clearly a very smart woman, and
1: Thank the you. way you
0: connect things and just look inward and try to find, like, okay, this, I'm feeling this, but why? And then working backwards, this and that. You know, it's not easy to do. Um, I think it's easier to do if you just, people just trust themselves and just understand. you. you Feel something You know you're feeling something and then just start asking your questions. Why do I feel something and where's that coming from? And there's steps to take are not easy to do, but it's a good process. I think that you've explained to people that are listening on how to understand what the hell they're feeling and why and where it comes from. Whether it's 30 years ago, whether it's from the loss two years ago, it just all kind of works together.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, thanks. I yeah. never thought of it like that, but.
0: What? Like the way you're doing it?
1: Yeah, I, I guess.
0: Yeah, I guess. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's the way I said No, thought. I think.
1: I yeah, I guess there's something to like also trusting your instincts and your emotions. Yeah, I could be like, completely like, wrong. Tell night, well, it's like your body our bodies are fucking wildly intelligent in are keeping us alive and like if it's telling you something. It's listen telling- to your trust that your body isn't just firing off for no reason. It's yeah.
0: Yeah, no, there's you feel things at certain places. It's like it's, it's I think we're there's a lot more going on than we think or maybe we don't think. I don't know. Yeah. But um Jessica, thank you for Be willing to chat with me a little bit. And uh, I'm sorry for the non tissues and for the Charmin, but uh, I think it did the job. It did.
1: Look at those toilet paper bears.
0: (laughs) Are there bears on there? No, uh, would have been cool. It was. was. Is
1: not the commercial. Oh, uh, well,
0: whatever. I don't know. I'm still working on my sponsorship. But uh, is, there is any, before we do it. get out of here, is there anything you want to? If there's anything else you want to say, plug, mention. I'll plug. I'll put it as usual. You'll see everything in the notes. If you want to, when you find Jessica and what she's got going on, if there's anything you want to plug last minute. Feel uh, feel free to drop it.
1: Um. Yeah. Just follow me all over the internet at JMS Comedy. I've got you know clips on Instagram, videos on YouTube. I have a podcast called Ignorance Is Blessed. Um, I'd love to have you on sometime, actually.
0: Yeah, I, I fly out tomorrow. But Let's whenever. talk about your desk now. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I'll write some uh, 9/11 jokes for you. It's
1: uh, yeah, it's a, a fun podcast about learning about other people, and um, another one called Slobs, and so Slobs. And that one's just a comedy. It's just me and.
0: I'm thinking about that one.
1: Oh yeah, it's uh, me and Steph Tolov. Well, we're on hiatus now, and honestly, who knows? Ah. Uh, <laughs> Okay. But there's a whole so backlog, and it's really funny. <laughs> uh, you know, things die sometimes. Um, <laughs> hey, yo, uh. Yeah, and uh, the Ignorance is Blessed one is more like, uh, I tried to rebrand it and do just funny stuff the last five episodes, but then I was like, oh, actually, I like interviewing people. It turns out I want to like be like, what does that mean? What does that? Yeah, why do you do that? You're naturally
0: funny, so it's going to be funny anyway. Thank you. Yeah, for real. Seriously.
1: And you can see me live. I go on tour. So, if, you know, check out my website. When,
0: mm. do, when do you – Oh, you be I'll next? be – I
1: don't know when this is coming out, but um, – uh,
0: Two weeks. One week. I don't know yet. Maybe next week. All right.
1: Well, if July 19th has passed, then you miss me in San Francisco. Well,
0: if it's, if July 19th past, passed, I'll plug it on my podcast anyway. When it just That's me, fine. Me and
1: then um, I'm actually, like, not doing that many road dates lately because I'm in town working on stuff. But I'll be in Houston in October, and there's some other stuff coming down the pipeline. And next year I'm trying to do a big – I'm trying to go to, like, smaller cities and – Check. Uh, wow, well, you know. Well, I still can't. Well, I'm not, you know, in arenas.
0: <laughs> Fuck yeah, no, but no, don't don't even laugh at that. Make it fucking happen. Make
1: yeah, it happen. dad. Yeah. No, okay.
0: <laughs> you should Sorry. Go, you should def- Blowing out your Do, ears. Do you come out to Freebird?
1: That's so funny. Nice. now I come out to like Foxy the, Shazam, only... teenage demon baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, um, <laughs> thank you so much for being on here for real. I appreciate it. And uh, again, everyone, thank you for tuning into another episode of Dead Talks. Uh, my leg hurts, and we'll see you guys next time. Later.